0: G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. Welcome to today's Wednesday Tech Talk. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about doing a jar test, what they are and how they're done. Similar to getting your mixing order right, if you don't know how what you're mixing in the tank is going to react, then you can end up in a world of hurt. You can have tanks turning to jelly, you can have block nozzles, blocked filters and just be in a general world of pain it's not a lot of fun so let me start by saying what a jar test is a jar test is where you effectively batch up a mini test amount of what you're going to be brewing in a little jar just to see how it'll react you do it in the same order same proportions as what you would in your spray rig so where you start with the jar test is with a bit of maths basically you've got to work out what size jar you've got, how much water you need to add to the jar, convert that back from what you're doing in a spray rig and then of course work out the amount of chemical you're going to need to add to that jar proportionally to what you're doing in the spray rig. And the other important thing I'd like to say is that you should probably be using the same water that you're going to be used to be spraying with. If you spray with bore water, use bore water. If you spray with rain water, use rain water. Probably avoid using town water, filtered water, because you never know what's in your water that might trigger a reaction. So I like to use a five hundred ml jar because a fifty litre water rate, which is sort of your minimum water rate, I'd ever use, converts really well back to that. You can, you can fact, well, you can just effectively work it out. It's um, a power of ten mathematical equation. Uh, so I'll start with that. I'll add two hundred and fifty mils to the jar first. As you would half fill a spray rig before you start adding your chem, and then I'll measure out and add my chemicals in the correct mixing order. So, if I'm testing something like Ally, I'll get that in there first, uh, and then you know, I'll go to things like Gly 2,4 D, all that sort of stuff, and add your liquid fertilizers uh, in last, or you know, whatever's appropriate in last. And then fill up the remainder of the jar with the rest of the water. Bring it up to that total 500ml. As I said, make sure you work out the correct amount of water and the correct amount of chemical for your situation. After your jar's full, I tend to put the lid back on. If you don't have a lid, get a stick, give it a bit of a stir. I put the lid on so I can give it a shake. It's just what I find to be easiest. Then put it down and see what happens. Watch it for the next 10 minutes, half an hour or so you'll see a reaction take place. If it's all gonna fall out of solution, it will fall out of solution. Sometimes a particular element of a liquid fert might fall out and just be a really fine layer on the bottom of the jar. That case, you might be able to get away with running it just on a full agitation uh, as you would in the spray mix. But if something's gonna go wrong really bad, you'll see bits of chunky stuff start to form You'll uh, see just different layers settle out and you know it's not going to work out for you. You're going to be able to visually see that you're going to have problems with block filters, block nozzles, all that sort of stuff. If you want to see a really extreme example of what can happen, check out my TikTok. There's a jar on there where I did a um, very concentrated mixture and it turned to like a slimy type sludge to the point where I could nearly tip it upside down and have it stay in the cup. And if in case you're wondering, while I was filming, I did tip it upside down, fell out, made a mess. But it gives you a really clear indication of the problems that you can have. And so after that, you watch it for half an hour, nothing's happened. Might be a good idea just to let it sit there overnight and see what else happens. Sometimes it can be a slow reaction that means if you're quick, you might be able to get away with it. Otherwise, yeah, you might have no issues at all. Anyway, something I've tried a bit different with this one is I've done a video as well. It's up on YouTube. If you search how to do a jar test in the paddock or more aptly in the paddock, how to do a jar test, it should come up. Otherwise, I'm going to copy the link into the show notes below. I've got an example where I was holding that jar upside down and nothing happened uh, along with the one where it made a mess. So that can give you a bit of a laugh. On top of that, check out my TikTok. I've got videos there. You'll be able to see what's happened. Uh, in the future, I might do some more videos demonstrating why mixing order is important. Again, just to show the issues that you can get when you're not doing these things properly and the problems it can cause you in your spray rig. Just like to finish by saying, you know, it's if you're do using a new mixture, if you're doing something you haven't done before, do a jar test because if it all goes to crap in a jar... That's a lot better than doing the 3,000-litre jar test when it all goes to crap in your spray rig. You've got to clean out your lines. You've got to clean out your filters. You've got to clean out your nozzles. You could lose two days doing that. It's not a lot of fun, particularly if you've got a rain front coming or just some other time pressure and you need to hook in and get stuff done. Anyway, so summing up, do a jar test. Check out my TikTok. You'll see the videos there. Check out my YouTube. You'll see a full-length video there. Uh, subscribe, like, share this podcast with a friend. Your support really helps. And if you've got any suggestions for more videos, TikToks, podcasts, hit me up. You can find me on TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, basically any sort of social media. I'm there one way or the other. Just search Martin Murray or in the paddock and you'll find me. Until next time, keep at it. Just a little addition to the end, I feel like I should add that just because something is physically compatible doesn't mean it's chemically compatible. It may not fall out of solution, but it may hinder, you know, one of the other actives. A great example is atrazine really is antagonistic to glyphosate, so your glyphosate won't work as well if you mix it with atrazine. You get stuff like that, go on. So make sure you always get your own independent agronomic advice. As to what you can and can't mix in your spray tank, along with doing a jar test for anything where you're a bit unsure about.